0: Welcome back to Don't Call it a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name's Dan. <laughs> We're back after after a couple weeks off. Uh, today we are starting Leech by Hiran Innes. Sorry if that's the wrong pronunciation, but that's how, I, that's how I'm reading it. We, we did halfway. Okay, mm-hmm. so up to chapter 14, I believe, is where we have stopped um what do we what do we want to get started on though? first i've Before got a report i've got to make i've got to do a wedding report wedding report okay. no books on tables at luke's wedding <laughs> so clearly he doesn't read wait is that the rule i thought okay okay <laughs> or does i'm glad I'm, gl- I'm, gl- I'm glad that you have have uh, followed up with this uh-huh i um, promised i would um, were you sad to not see books on the tables I mean I I may have been looking for a little reading material, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In between the in between the dinner and the and the dessert in the dessert course. Um Right. One one of the things that I did love about the wedding though, Luke, aside from the beautiful expression of love and joy that was happening, was that uh <laughs> Luke hasn't told many of his friends or family that it is a pod. <laughs> right. And so Very a lot few, of, actually. A lot of people found out That Luke does a pod at the wedding, Um, (laughs) which is great. So hello. It is. Hello, folks. I think we have, maybe maybe we have some new listeners. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I'm curious to see how it will change, how it will change my demeanor up here. Right. Yeah. I think people already know Um, that I I do it. So like, I'm, I'm fine with my mom hearing us talk about. The pussy juice perfume right. stuff. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> Got to remember that. Okay. Um, I'll have to stop just like saying terrible things about all of my friends. Yeah. I thought that was a little weird when you started doing that. Uh, at Like episode <laughs> one, it was like, this is a book podcast, Luke. Why are you dishing on all of your childhood friends? Right. Um, just everybody that I know. Yeah. Friends, family, Uh, me as well, I guess. Um, but I'm here to (laughs) defend myself, so it's fine. Um, the other thing that I want to ask, Luke. Okay. So, I had a lot of time over the spring break, um, and I spent a lot of that time cooking. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, your boy made some donuts from scratch. Okay. Okay, uh, not just any donuts, Luke. Your boy made Boston cream filled donuts. Oh, cream filled. Correct. So you didn't even start with the easy.
1: This like, is exactly.
0: Action. This is exactly the thing. My partner was like, "Hey, let's make donuts," and I was like, "Okay, cool. That that could be fun. I've never done that before." And she's like how about boston cream donuts and i was like what <laughs> you want to take it to like the hardest possible donut right away right yeah i'll say luke they turned out pretty good now did it take pretty- us two days to do it yes it did it did take us two full days to to do it but... two two days in- intentionally or are you saying that there was a mistake on day one and you had to come back for well you got to let the dough rise so it takes like 24 hours in the fridge for that and like it's just okay. it's a long okay. process it's a long process but okay. at the end of it luke our neighbors were getting donuts because we made like 30 donuts so <laughs> nice um how do you do the cream fill part do you leave a space and then inject or do you just inject it's a good question and actually i think it will be a good transition for the book because you know it's kind of a, okay So um (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's injections happening in the in the leech. Um Okay, right. So how it works is you make the donuts and instead of making a donut with a hole in it, you just don't punch the hole in it, and then you fry the donut, then you stick a little knife in and jiggle it around to make a little space. Then you just you just gush it in there. You just fill it up. Oh, okay, okay. So it's almost easier, actually because you don't have to worry about the hole in the middle you mean right uh the hole in the middle is not really that difficult to manage Luke I don't know very difficult now okay all right (laughs) well anyway that's that's how I spent my spring break Luke um that's a that is exciting um I very short follow-up did you do you do deep frying for that yeah I normally don't I normally don't deep fry at home because it's a huge pain but you have to. You have to for donuts. What about air fryer? We got an air fryer as one of our gifts. I don't Does it work. I for don't think so. No, I don't think okay. so, Luke. <laughs> I don't love that. Okay. I would like to hear you try. So please try it. But and maybe at some point I'll try it. I'm not going to commit to next week because that seems soon. But hopefully, hopefully, I'll get back to you in the in the semi near future. Okay, good. I'll be waiting with bated breath. I'm sure our listeners will as well. Okay. Speaking of injections, Luke. <laughs> right. Can we talk about this book. This book? Yes. I just want to say, uh, a few weeks ago we did a warm up on the festival of books that I went to, mm-hmm. and this is how I picked this book. Quick shout out. Uh, I saw I saw the author talking. Got a signed book. I'm, he- I'm here reading. I'm here reading a signed edition. Dan, not to Whoa. brag or anything. So. Uh, I'm looking down on most of you. So Luke's not all. Oh, okay. I'm glad you told us so that when you come up with your cool or funny or insightful things to say, it's like, okay, the author just told you this, like, this isn't Luke. This is just the author being like, Hey, say this on the pod. It'll be really funny. It's like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right. It was a one-on-one conversation, uh, mostly about our podcast. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's actually talk about the book we like i said we've stopped at chapter 14 and... can, we, can we talk about vibes first because this book oh, reminds sure. yeah. me this book is giving vibes of a lot of things and i think i want to name this right now so we can get these out of the way okay i'm getting obvious ancillary justice vibes with the, the whole hive mind deal right sure sure okay uh i think I, there was a blurb that said this but like John Carpenter's *The Thing* is also clearly an influence here. It's like an old horror movie where a symbiote takes over a person's body, um, and they're they're searching okay. for a dog for a large part of it. So <laughs> clearly, there's <laughs> okay, some sure, crossover. That's, that's good. I haven't read that one, but it's that's that sounds correct. Um, the other one that I was going to talk about a little bit later uh, that is not a direct influence but i i there's some some parallels to seven eves i was thinking that things. too yeah i was very much definitely not vibe vibes are not seven eves ish but but the evolutionary aspect of it yeah totally this was and i'm glad you're like naming this because that came up when i was thinking of what this reminded me of but i couldn't quite pinpoint why seven eves was like coming to mind reading this so i'm glad we're going to talk about that later yeah yeah um and i also okay that was uh that was not what i thought you meant by vibes Mm. what my vibes are getting or is just like general mood okay um and i feel like something is making me think of uh did you ever play the game uh it's one of the souls like games um bloodborne i didn't know ah, okay okay is it giving I you i don't blood know how vibes? to dis- it's giving me a little bit of bloodborne eyes but i don't know if it's correct like i, I don't really have a specific reason for it mm. so i'm curious if anyone else is getting those uh sound off in the comments um <laughs> well i guess like so i'm somewhat familiar with like bloodborne in like the visual style i don't know anything about the story but like the okay. dogs that are chasing you around seem like the dogs that are described here. Everything seems more it's, like it's, violent and harsh and like steampunk. It's a little bit like, yeah, it's a little bit horror, horror-y, I I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just feeling it like mm. that. Mm-hmm. I very rarely read like, what, would you call this a horror kind of genre? Not, probably not quite yeah it's i mean it's a little scary but it's not really horror not yet i don't know a little a little little spooky maybe we'll get more spooky okay okay where do you want to do like chronologically hmm i don't know i don't know if like most most of my notes aren't really chronological I just kind of want to talk okay. about the characters. Let's maybe if, if your notes are, are chronological, we can follow along with you, and then I'll I'll jump in when we want to talk about somebody. Okay. Okay. My first note that the that happens is when our doctor or our uh-huh. main character has gone into the cave the first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sees the organism. Yes it's called like pseudomonas or whatever he's called it right the Um, spider-man 3 guy right of course (laughs) good catch there the venom spider-man 3 guy yeah so one one way that i think you can tell well okay let me let me start with this i don't think that movies exist in this in this Mm -hmm. world Okay. Or I don't know about world, but in this time, right? Okay. No one in this time has seen a movie. I think that's fair. This is my this is my take, because if you walk into a cave, yeah, and you see a big wall of some terrifying parasite, yeah, you don't, you certainly don't touch it, <laughs> and uh-huh. if you're going to take a sample you are much more careful than just, like, forceps and gloves. <laughs> and I think that I, that everyone has this knowledge from movies. Oh, I see. Everyone's seen Alien and is like, yeah, no, I'm bringing in a bigger squad for this. I'm not right. touching this thing willy-nilly. I'm bringing in a squad. We're quarantining this cave. We're doing this by the book. Yeah. I will say... One, yeah, they've never seen movies. Two, he was wearing a mask. So, <laughs> okay, yes. I mean, perfectly safe, I think, at that point. Um, and I think he was a little too, like, excited about this. He was, like, mm-hmm. he, they let their excitement overcome their supposedly scientific and rational mind. Because he looks at this thing and he's like oh, there's a huge bulge over there. There's a big one. I want the big one. Let me get that big piece. <laughs> it's like, you don't, no, don't get the big piece. Why Why do you have to get the big piece? It's the, it's the same. <laughs> Just get a little piece. Just get a tiny little piece. Also, the okay, so what happens, right, is he like, I forget if he cuts a piece or not, but he's trying to take a sample of it to put it in this vial. And he grabs the portion that he wants to take with with little forceps and then is like transporting it over to the vial <laughs> and it suddenly moves and he freaks out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to be ready for it to move. <laughs> it's going to move. You know it is. <laughs> right. That's day one. Right. That's day one of anyone's knowledge uh, if movies exist. Yeah. That's, uh, that of that's course it's going to move. Say. Of course, it's going to move. I think also, you know, this doctor can command people in some ways, right? Clearly, he has his assistant who he can get to do whatever he wants. But he Mm -hmm. could get... After the dog gets loose, he commands people to go kill the dog, right? And they send out a bunch of people to go kill the dog. You're the only doctor in here. Don't be the one who's, like, taking the sample. Just don't. Sorry, I'm not going to expose myself to this potentially dangerous parasite. Um, I'll tell you Mm -hmm. exactly what to do. I'm going to stand back here, and you guys just grab it. If you guys could just grab it, that'd be cool. (laughs) He's too hasty. That's right. He's way too hasty about it. Uh, This is true. I will say, I think part of this is... The effects of the the main character, person, entity, thing, mm-hmm. normally has access to like a bunch of other people in their mind that are that are themselves. Right. Yes. I think in this cave, for whatever reason, he was cut off right. from everybody. Right. He had no bars. So signals <laughs> right. down signal was was very low and i think that that was like the first time that this had happened so he was a little bit out of his element right okay okay this is yep yep i will say like you got to train for this a little bit if this is a possibility (laughs) you got to do a little bit of training for this okay what's the what does the training look like for that though it's just like hey let's we're going to we made this cool box where the signal doesn't get out. We're going to put you in there and you're going to have to solve some problems on your own for once. All right? We can't always be there to hold your hand and look up the special magic book that has the answer in it, okay? Uh-huh. Sometimes okay. you're going to have to problem solve, you know? Right, right. <laughs> maybe don't touch smart. the don't touch the Gucci the gushy thing with just like a pair of tongs. A, a pair of salad tongs, maybe think about this a little bit right <laughs> that's the training the training is they just put you in a big box a big cinder box cinder block box and they put a gushy thing in it and they say what do you do <laughs> what do you do with this gushy thing <laughs> okay yes <laughs> and the, and if they <laughs> the sooner they touch it the more <laughs> The, the suited, less suited for for field work for, they are, for field work they are. Yes. Yeah. They put you in a box with a gushy thing, a pair of salad tongs, uh, maybe like a scalpel, and like a glass container. And they're like, "What do you do?" And it's like, "Oh, I know this one." <laughs> it's like, "No, you don't. Don't touch the gushy thing. That's rule one. You no, never touch that's the gushy rule thing. Rule one. Never, never. You should never touch the gushy thing. That's correct. Okay." This I think this might be a good time if you have character notes on on our main our character main little guy, the fungus guy. Yeah. Is that what that's what we're calling him? Little the fungus. fungus little fungus. Um before we get to the fungus thing, I wanna propose a theory about this gushy symbiote organism thing. Okay. And I think it might explain why he acted so dumb with it. So mm-hmm. this thing seems to want to destroy the fungus, like the doctor, leech, fungus thing. because when he does yes. this test with his blood, it like loves it. It eats it all up. Yummy, yummy. A, a quick, quick question. yeah, actually. Has yeah. he done the test with other people's blood? He has. OK. No reaction no reaction okay continue so so i wonder if it is in like designed to make him want to touch it i see like you know how some parasites will change like insects to look really appealing for birds and he talks about how there is this parasite that infects people in his world that makes a big boil and makes him want to go outside at night when the insects can come get it and it can continue its cycle Maybe okay. This maybe is an excellent point. The weakness of this doctor leech guy is a gushy thing. Maybe this thing knows exactly what to look like to get him to come up and touch it. So okay, so so you think it's more in the in the way that this gushy thing has presented or has has uh, made its appearance? Yeah, I think I it's guess. irresistible. He has to go pick it up. Okay. Do you, Do you think that there's any like little? There's a little pheromone action. Oh, for sure, Luke. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a good point that I hadn't considered. This. It looks Our, 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 it our smells fungus like guy loves, loves. a weird gushy, spider type thing. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it looks different for everybody too, right? Ooh. Well, okay, I mean, I think this one is specifically de- designed for, for him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody's got one. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, yeah. His is just a little scarier. Yeah. Real insight, real insight into into his mind, I think. Indeed, indeed. S- speaking of this guy's mind, though, mm-hmm. the Dr. Leech guy now, now let's talk about this, this thing. So nobody knows that it's a hive mind, right? Correct. At least he I'm going to use he pronouns because it just feels yeah. like correct. Yeah, actually the, let's let's do this. I think that we need to do I think we need to uh give our main character a name and pronouns. To to make this conversation
1: okay. flow. agree More
0: smoothly. <laughs> Agreed. And I think they them <laughs> actually works way better for pronouns, so I think we should use they them pronouns okay. for this thing. Uh what name are we gonna name, give them? Greg. Greg? Okay, great. Greg. Um Greg Nobody knows that Greg is a hive mind. They all just people just think that Greg is individuals that come from at the same institution like a doctor like a medical institution yes yes and i can i can see why that would be important because he want greg they want to be a doctor they want to have they want to be knuckles deep in someone's anus like that's a thing that <laughs> okay. they did at one point yes and no one's gonna do that if they recognize what's going on correct i think that's yeah um so there's a big risk here to getting found out that you're not one person that you are a hive mind because people will probably try and kill you sure so is greg a little bit too obvious is is greg not sneaky enough to pull this off Okay. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Do you have any like, do you have any things that you think that Greg did poorly or has done poorly? Okay, there's a few things that Greg has done poorly. The first is just like talking out loud to themselves in different Mm -hmm. places. So people around this continent are hearing their doctor randomly say things like they're having a conversation with someone who's not in the room. (laughs) <laughs> this is a good point yeah because this at this point the uh greg is basically the only doctor yes yes they've like pushed everyone out they have specifically made themselves the only doctor and so i don't know i don't know the frequency with which greg's bodies say something out loud Hmm. however it has to have happened semi-frequently while a patient is being examined. Yeah. Enough to the point that, like, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Yes. Like, you're going to talk about it. You're going to be like, right. hey, did you see Greg last week? Oh, yeah. I had, like, uh, some stitches I had to get out. Greg to help me with that. Did he, did they seem weird? Did Greg, did Greg say any weird stuff? Oh yeah. Greg says weird stuff all the time. What do you mean? <laughs> Isn't that weird that Greg says weird stuff all the time? Well, I, I guess. Yeah. Now that you mention it, right. it is kind of weird that Greg seems to be having a conversation with no one sometimes. Right. And then, and then you, you talk to people from the next town over and there Greg also does this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. The other thing, the other thing that he does, he, I keep using he, Greg, they have an inner monologue where they're talking about all the stuff they remember from these people. Greg's like, oh, yeah, they've told me that a few times. So I got to pretend like I'm hearing it for the first time here. You, you can't keep that up. I feel like it's impossible to keep that up if you're constantly, like, trying to remember to pretend that you haven't heard things before. Yeah. If you can't even not say stuff out loud, there's no way. (laughs) Your inner monologue comes out sometimes. So, for sure, every now and then somebody's hearing your inner monologue of, oh, this person always has this issue, but... (laughs) this body hasn't heard that before so i need to pretend like i'm hearing it for the first time and if i'm in your operating room i'm like dude you said that all out loud i i'm a little freaked out right i do wonder if there's if there's a workaround that we haven't heard like because because greg controls the whole institute right the institute is greg yes yes and so you could conceivably like put out some kind of propaganda i don't know if, i don't know if that's the right word but like hey it's just a way that we teach people at the institute <laughs> that they have this weird quirk oh, or like okay. everybody gets a everybody gets a headpiece we've got little walkie talkies <laughs> got a bluetooth just so everybody knows <laughs> yeah but then you got people who are like hey i'd love to call my mom I'd love to talk to my mm. mom. Can I get mm-hmm. one of those Bluetooths? <laughs> right, right. But I, obviously that's not a solution, but I do think you could be like, hey, the, the doctors out of this are kind of weird in these ways. Okay. okay. Or like, or like for, for the specific issue that you've addressed here, maybe uh, like the Institute doctors could be famous for taking very careful notes. And then, so when this new doctor comes, it's like, oh, yeah, I read the notes. So I know a lot of your stories or a lot of things that have happened to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You could totally do this. And then also have it to where, like, yeah, they pretend like, Every time they're doing a diagnosis, they're pretending like they have an inner dialogue with somebody who is critiquing their diagnosis. So that's why sometimes it sounds like... Right. "Mm, The best way to to learn is to debate. And so we teach our our doctors to have an inner monologue that debates with them the whole time. Okay. Okay. Doesn't sound annoying at all, but... Uh, So then the last thing, which I think could be pretty easy to to clear up with all this, is just that when Greg is walking around and they're having some issues with this new parasite, clearly there's some issues going on. They're kind of sick. They're like muttering under their breath. I want to say it was something to the effect of like, single-minded organisms are so stupid. Wow, I can't. (laughs) We got to think of how to solve this problem. And then his assistant asks greg's assistant asks what and greg's like oh <laughs> nothing ha, <laughs> just nothing don't worry about it so is that can that right. also be explained by the whole this is how we train our doctors <laughs> <laughs> that one's tough that one's just a mistake i you know and apparently one, if they this, get sick they're more prone to these mistakes i I do think that we're learning that this particular body of Gregs should not be doing field work, right? Mm-mm. in our in the in the squishy thing test, this one failed, but was still sent out. Yeah, because they are both um, reaching for the parasite and also just giving away things <laughs> right, <laughs> left right. and right. Like, totally just revealing the biggest thing. What? But Greg doesn't even realize this. Greg thinks this body is the best. Greg thinks, oh yeah, this one's really good. Right. Greg clearly hasn't developed the gooey, sticky thing test yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. Maybe, maybe after this pod comes out, Greg will know. Um, yeah. The... The other thing I was going to talk about here is actually a similar thing to what we talked about in Ancillary Justice. Okay. Which is how big of an advantage is the multiple minds thing? Mm. And how close is it to just having a cell phone and a bunch of friends? <laughs> right? Because its they're all different like brains. It's one thing to be a hive mind with one brain where you can access all of the information of every single body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the case here. I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's tough to say because Greg refers to their brain as being a building with a bunch of Greg's in it. Mm. And also, now that I think about it, they can, like, see through everybody's eyes. Yes. Yes. At the same time. So it feels very ancillary justice to me. It feels like a very similar kind of hive mind to that. Okay. Okay. Now, the question I have about this, Luke, is being a doctor like a waste of a hive mind i feel like this is kind of a waste because i mean you don't have to have instantaneous long-range communication to be a good doctor i don't think right i think that's true i i will say we don't really know any long-term goals if there are any true true but where i will say that it i do think that it's a it's a bit of a waste is i don't know why we're picking one profession yeah yeah i i think part of this has to do with the fact that this is an organism fitting into a niche and so like Mm -hmm. this being the doctor is kind of the niche that this organism has carved out for itself okay okay you know what i'm you know what i'm realizing Mm -hmm. we're uh we're not seeing, we're not seeing the organism within, Greg. Here, we're taking we're taking Greg's personality out of this. Maybe Greg just wants to be a doctor. Oh, you're saying you the organism, I mean? like, Greg. Sure, maybe maybe this would be better for like, for like some kind of military application. Yeah, but Greg doesn't want that. Greg's a Greg's a doctor. Greg's ever since Greg's been a little. Greg <laughs> they've wanted to be a doctor oh okay I mean it's still a waste though because you can communicate <laughs> sure. you can communicate instantaneously over really long distances I like that doesn't help you lance somebody's boil but if you want to do some like cool astronomy measurements that could be way more valuable but okay i don't know just bring (laughs) some books with you for once maybe okay sure sure i think that's fair it's fair critique okay do you want to talk about the actual like area a little bit okay when you say the area this like northern sort of like it's in france i think are you saying that based on their the way that they're talking, in the, the language is Franco. Yeah, they're speaking French. Parts of this are in French. Yes. So, okay. For one thing, we know that it's like thousands of years in the future. Yeah. Presumably of our own world, let's say. But I don't know if that's actually That's my true, guess, too. But Yeah. Okay. And there's been like several apocalypses, <laughs> and it's looking rough out there. Yeah, yeah. And they are currently, I guess, yeah, in the in the north, and it's quite dangerous, the weather, mm-hmm. in many ways. Very cold. Um, everybody keeps complaining about the cold, mm-hmm. and they're saying that you can't go outside during, like, most of the days and nights in the winter. How, like they can go outside during the day, right? So it's it's not so cold that human beings cannot live. Mhm. Right? Right. I feel like it you can make a house nice and cozy. If it's like, okay, we're this is the house that we're going to be in for the whole winter, give me some slap some blankets on me and I'm good. <laughs> Look, you're saying they're a bunch of big babies, and they just don't yeah. know how to make a cozy nook. They don't know how to make a real right. cozy little spot for themselves. Weatherproof your windows, also. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have the resources for that. They're running out of plastic, <laughs> to for this guy's <laughs> heart. But yeah, for sure, weatherproof your windows, guys. <laughs> I I'm hearing very few blankets. If I'm in this, if I'm one of these people in the in the little estate. I'm walking around with blankets on. Okay, <laughs> big robe for Luke. Get yeah, Luke, a big robe. got a cape of blankets. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm cozy. <laughs> Luke, you can't just walk around like you're wearing a snuggie all the time. You can. No, you can. You totally can. <laughs> you can do it. All right. Well, it's especially if it's like if it's like this world and the, or these winters are like genuinely dangerously cold. And literally, we have to stay inside the whole time. Yeah? I'm, I'm, I can do it. I can, <laughs> I can do this easy, I think. Um, I don't think so, Luke. Because they're... Okay, Luke. No. No. Here's why. They... I think they have lost a lot of building knowledge here. Because they're okay. just occupying old structures. Like, the Baron lives in an old chateau that they have just taken a little bit of to use this thing is drafty as fuck you there's no way (laughs) there's no way they're keeping this thing warm or like they're insulating this properly it's not happening here there are holes there are holes everywhere this is just like they don't i feel like they just don't have the knowledge for this sure sure and i think the only reason this town even exists is the mine right yes i think that's true i think the mine is valuable enough that they're just like they put up with it okay you know what i mean (laughs) they're like yeah we don't know how to make a cozy spot but i don't know we get paid pretty good from the mine so we're gonna keep keep at it i guess sure okay um do you think this is one of those places where it's like a mark of pride oh yeah you can survive well in the cold without extra clothes yeah it's something okay this is for sure it people because you then you get to complain about it too but you don't complain Mm -hmm. in a way that makes you seem weak you complain in a way that makes you seem strong where you're like wow it feels like even the fire got colder huh ha ha enough but, but not for me I'm still here you know you you probably aren't gonna last the winter because oh people go crazy up here but not me haha <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even cold at ah. right actually I am cold though but it's cool because I'm tough it's very tough very tough um I will say with this uh we they make fun of Emil I think is the uh-huh. what their for sleeping with the dogs oh uh dog in every bed yeah come on <laughs> soup in every pot and a dog in every bed that's how you get through the winter guys that's easy come on there's no downside it's pros for days yeah uh mm. you're right luke i just don't think that they have <laughs> they have figured out how to do this and I think, I will say, I think this civilization has only been here. This town has only been here for like maybe a hundred years or so. Okay. Because Greg talks about how normally they show up right away to a town, but this one got a foothold of like a hundred years before Greg showed up. Yes. Okay. I think that's true. So I guess they're still learning. Maybe they're open to criticism and suggestions. This this actually can bring us to to another thing to talk about which is the like ancestral people that are here yeah that seem to have been essentially wiped out yeah i think they got genocided i think they got genocided but they were basically like underground in the yeah just underground for thousands of years yes right yes um and the few people that have some connection to that are very successful here right uh tell me more about successful, what you mean successful, say successful not not successful economically uh-huh. but like they know their stuff right like so i think it's either priest or uh, I forget the other guy's name that we're... There's Baker, we a lot I of. think, is the other one. Yeah. One of them is talking about the girl that I think... Yeah. Uh, Didier or something was, was uh, partners with or whatever. Friends with, um, yeah. yeah. Friends with. And... This is Priest who to is telling s- the story, by the way. This is Priest. Okay. She seems to have had some connection to this previous civilization and like seems to be crushing it and like i don't we i don't think we know what happened to her yet but she inspired a lot of people with all of her wisdom or whatever we're calling it Mm -hmm. and yeah so so that group knew what they were doing and and our new human civilization that has that has taken over here has got some learning to do this also is where the Seven Eves connection comes into play. Yes. Okay. That's for sure true about these like cave people who come out after some kind of apocalypse happens. Yes. Because okay. in both of these, in both of these books, Seven Eves and this one, uh, people have lived, survived an apocalypse by staying underground for like thousands of years. Yes. Yes. Okay. Definitely. And they like have genetically changed too. We're like Right. These people are like grey and have tails still, I think. <laughs> or when I say still have I developed d- tails. It does seem like they've developed some kind of tail like thing. <laughs> Could be cool. Um which I'm into. <laughs> but I I think actually in both of these books, there's less genetic like they still resemble humans mm-hmm. generally i think <laughs> right right they're not like whale people like in seven Eves. right um i don't necessarily know where i'm going with that but just a little just a little connection there Hmm. okay yeah a little seven Eves connection i think that is where i was getting the seven Eves vibe as well is these cave people um we change gears here and talk about the baron sure yeah this guy's an idiot right (laughs) this guy might be the dumbest guy Uh, here why specifically all right there's a few reasons let's talk first about the economic reason dude's got to be an idiot so the baron is sitting on what seems to be the most valuable resource around i think so yeah there is only one mine with this resource. Correct. I think. That's what we've heard from Greg. Greg says, this is the only mine for wheat Wheat rock. Mm-hmm. And wheat rock is, like, essential to running their civilization. This would be, like, freaking standard oil, right? <laughs> this is... Okay. I... I do think that that's what we've heard. I don't quite get it because of I think what you're what you're about to point out. Yeah, dude's living in a terrible spot. Dude's house sucks. He, I get that he's probably using a lot of money to build himself new organs out of like pipes <laughs> and sponges. But like, you should be rolling in it. He should be so rich. Yes. I do agree. How is he not so rich? He's got to be dumb. I don't know. (laughs) I have other evidence that he's dumb aside from this. I think this is a consequence of him being an idiot is he doesn't realize the value of his resource. Sure. Yeah. Because, Because also the value of the resource itself is very high, but also like the difficulties of transporting it is also very high. So... The price should be insane. It should be like gold. It should be more valuable than gold, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what's (laughs) going on, buddy? The Baron's an idiot. And here's the other way that you can see. So you can see this in his like political life and the economic situation of his town. You can also see this in his personal life. He is basically made of tubes. Like, dude has tubes running all through his body. He's barely hanging in there. And he needs this healer. He needs Greg to survive. If he doesn't have a Greg, he's not making it. Right? The tubes are going to stop pumping whatever through his body. Pumping green stuff through (laughs) his body. And he's going to fall apart. Yes, I think this is true. He, like makes a game of fucking with greg what (laughs) stop it what are you doing right all he has to do is be like i'm taking a mental health day i'm done with your (laughs) bullshit and you will die right there's a couple times where greg says the baron needs me more than i need him yeah correct which is 100% true yeah because the baron is adding no value and greg is adding a lot of value yeah 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 okay sure yeah i think that <laughs> I, I think that's pretty dumb yeah let's let's add to this a little bit the last doctor that you had from this institute you know the person that's keeping you alive the story is they had a mental breakdown and killed themselves because conditions were so bad. Right. And you're like, that was fun. Glad the new one's here. Let's fuck with this guy, too. Yeah. You're an idiot. Mm. <laughs> That's, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah i don't know i don't know why anybody is like putting up with the baron Ooh. do you know what i mean luke luke i may have just stumbled upon a theory okay luke who benefits from the baron needing constant medical attention the doctor the leech right this greg sure let's say greg whose city relies on the wheat rock wants to have bargaining power in a negotiation for the wheat rock okay hey uh we'll stop replacing your spleen sponge if you don't send us wheat rock at good prices Ooh. okay okay to to take this to take this farther, are you potentially proposing? Well, are you thinking that Greg stumbles upon this situation where the Baron needs medical attention, and then decides to extort them, or are you saying that Greg initiates the health disaster so that they are more ah. needed? I think this is a vast conspiracy that Greg is making themselves essential to the functioning of this whole society by, by, (laughs) by causing all of these barons, all of these valuable political leaders to have some serious medical issue that they need Greg to help them with. Right. If we, if we take a little tour of the known world, all of the like people in power have weird medical issues. That need constant attention. They've all got gout. Yep, they've all got gout. And big <laughs> bulges everywhere. And because we do see another scene where Greg is working on someone else and it, they're described as a baron. I think this is in a different place and they need mm-hmm. some pretty significant medical attention. Okay, okay. <laughs> sure. I think that this this could happen two ways also. Yeah. yeah. One of which is Greg has given these people in power some kind of illness. Uh-huh. Or Greg is just keeping really old people alive. Yes. Yes, and this is like more of a natural thing that came about rather than Greg intentionally doing it. That actually feels much better to me because of how this whole right. book is that's set up. that's less suspicious. A, less suspicious, and it feels more like a parasite occupying a niche, right? It feels like it's a natural way that things have kind of evolved, and Greg mm. is able to fill this need, and it's like a self-perpetuating cycle. It's not Greg intentionally creating the situation. It's just it naturally comes about Anytime there's somebody Mm -hmm. who gets old and has power and it like, right. And it's like this monarch like, and it's very like, there's a lot of nepotism too. Like there's no elections happening. Otherwise (laughs) this doesn't work. Right. Right. Okay. I like it. I think that's, I think that's good. That, that might not even be like a conspiracy. Right. Right. Like, like, like you're saying, it's just a, the way that it, could turn out right it just works out for Greg okay. good for Greg these old people don't want to die Luke I want to paint you a little picture mm-hmm. you are a mechanic in a northern cold town in this world the doctor shows up helps you replace your little heart sponge thing then he's mm-hmm. like hey We got to seal the mine. Can you help me with this? And you agree. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get some explosives. We can collapse the tunnel. You've helped me out quite a bit, so I'll do this for you. And the doctor's like, okay, cool. Thanks. And then maybe two days later, uh, you see the doctor again, and he is, like, sweating profusely. He's got dark... (laughs) Dark circles all around his eyes. He clearly hasn't been sleeping. You've heard stories about him, like, wandering the halls in the manor. And he's suddenly asking you, like, hey, where's the dynamite? You got the dynamite? <laughs> What's your response to this? Uh, I mean, I'm certainly not, like, helping at this point. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, that's the first step is be like, okay, we're no longer doing the dynamite thing. What's going on with you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe maybe just sit sit him down, have a nice chat, you know? Okay, he does that, right? He brings him in his yes. house, he gets him some tea, yes. he's like, hey, what's going on with you? <laughs> Which I think is very nice. It's very good. It- <laughs> I- <laughs> It I is. don't know what I do after that, though. It seems like he's still going to go through with it.
1: Yes, he's like, I do okay, agree.
0: I get that you didn't steal the dynamite, but we should have enough with this to do what you're asking. <laughs> you also look terrible. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> like, stop with the dynamite at that point. That is the point where it's like maybe no more explosives first. <laughs> right. I don't know. I do. We don't. Uh, I mean, the Greg did tell him this, the details of how his like wife or her, or whatever died, which I think is, or at least the story is this parasite, right? Whether that's true or not. Yes, that's I don't what know, Greg tells. It him. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a vengeance thing? that that he's eliciting in in baker or do you think it's like oh we got to stop this from happening more it does feel like a vengeance thing yeah but the issue is they have flamethrowers i I feel like i'm going flamethrower instead of dynamite (laughs) well now we're going just full the thing now it's just become the movie the thing because that's like a main that's the main weapon they use in that movie so they can't have a flamethrower okay um they also use a bunch of dynamite in the thing so we're getting a lot of reference here i my issue with this luke is i don't think he even believes him that this parasite caused her death like he lies about it but when baker confronts him he's like look you told me a completely different story or somebody else told me a completely different story I think you're making this up. You're twitching. Your like eyes are all unfocused. I think something is wrong with you, dude. Now, yes, I am still boiling the dynamite. The dynamite is still cooking, but let's address your dishonesty right now, okay? <laughs> I don't think Baker believes him about this story. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Do- it's, wi- it's I- weird, right? It's like, you're not the same doctor. <laughs> You weren't there, right? How do you know? Um, it's a, it's like okay, this cave in what's what are the where a lot of people died, including, uh, uh this person Cass I think is her name, yeah, um, and then a completely different doctor who seems high out of his mind is <laughs> like, no dude, it was his parasite. I don't know, I don't know. Probably the cave-in. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Luke, the more we read this, and I don't know if this is my paranoia mirroring Greg's paranoia, I'm starting to wonder if the town is in on it and if the town is trying to get rid of Greg. And they found this parasite that will take out Greg, and they're luring new Gregs to come get got by the parasite. They're going one Greg at a time? Well, he's bringing a whole bunch more, right? Or Greg is bringing a whole bunch more Gregs. Okay, so it's one Greg, and then now there's ten Gregs. Yeah. Parasite's going to get all of them. Yeah. And then it's like, army of Gregs next. (laughs) Yeah, and then... Parasite still wins. Army of Greg, yeah. Right. Well, (sighs) there... The reason why I'm starting to think this is because the people in the town seem to put up with the doctor clearly being sick. Yes. In the in like the same way that the previous one was. Right. And they don't really I don't know, it seems like it should affect how they treat them, but they seem to be acting like everything is normal. Yeah, I think this this is weird to me as well. Um and that to me is, is giving me vibes that they're in on it and they, they aren't going to help him with the dynamite. Like Baker is not making dynamite in his little <laughs> shack. He is making a stew and telling Greg, oh yeah, totally got your dynamite cooking for sure. For sure we're going to okay. do that thing. Okay. Okay. Yes. I think, I think at least part of this is true. I do think, I think people in the town are doing something with this okay like something's up right something's up yeah okay okay I Uh, think this is true maybe maybe we'll see what's up luke uh, are we gonna finish this book for next week we are gonna finish this book for next week that's correct okay so we'll hopefully find out who's gonna be venom who's gonna turn into spider-man 3 at the end of this one i'm hyped for that yep um and what's going on? Luke, what's go- there's mystery right now, Luke. And uh where's, where's this dog, guys? Oh god, we gotta find this dog. Okay. We gotta see why it was so hungry for that parasite. <laughs> maybe it's delicious. Have they tried eating it? Oh, okay. Good point. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. a maybe it's a delicacy. Next experiment in line. <laughs> eating. I say try it um but luke what you're gonna you're you're gonna fail the greg test (laughs) i see something gushy and salad tongs in one room i'm like okay i'll take a bite i'll try one bite you're saying (laughs) you're you're if you get assimilated by greg you're a you have a desk job you're not a field greg man they just have me looking up books right that's okay librarians a super valuable and important job so i'm cool with it nice thanks uh so look next week we're gonna see what's going on with Greg. Yeah. We'll we'll bring the hot takes. And be the dumb nerds.